0: Hello and good morning everyone. It is the March 1st episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Thank God it's a new month, but before I get into the sports betting portion of the show, I just gotta say, if you go to bar trivia and cheat, you are the biggest loser on the planet. It is an epidemic of people going to meaningless bar trivia and using their phones for answers. Two straight bars we've gone to for trivia, two straight places people cheating we caught people cheating last night and they got mad at us for catching them cheating if anyone in new york knows of a of a of a trivia night at a bar where you have to hand in your phone before trivia starts let me know because i think that's the only way i can do trivia anymore there's not even any prizes you don't win anything why are you cheating what do you say to your friends let's go to the bar and have some drinks and google answers like what what's the what's the fun in that i want to know How smart I am compared to the rest of the people in the bar that I'm at. How am I supposed to do that when I know at least one team, likely more, but I don't know how many more, above my team in the standings is Googling answers. We saw a team watching a song on YouTube while answering a question about that song. What kind of losers are in this city that are doing that? Unbelievable. Finish like 16th out of like 32 teams, but then it's like, well, how many of the teams above us were cheating? At least one, maybe two, maybe five, maybe all of them. Maybe we were the smartest team in that bar and we won't even know. Unbelievable. Uh, Let's get to the sports betting portion of this show. I was pissed off enough about that, and then I come home and I see the Calgary Flames outshot the Boston Bruins 58-20 to and lost the game in overtime. Thank God we are in March, my friends, because I can't take February anymore. February was cursed. I even think, let me see, uh, the under bet, which I placed on the exact same game two games in a row because the Red Wings and Senators played the exact same game two days in a row. First time I bet the under, it went to eight goals. Last time I bet the under, it went to seven goals, and there were a total of 17 plus 27, 344. 44, total of four, combined 44 shots in the game and there were seven goals. Vilay Huso, who was the hottest goalie in the NHL this month, had a save percentage of 778 last night. Mad Soygard only had to face 12 shots and the under didn't hit. I feel like I'm handicapping these games, correct, but the wrong result is happening. I'm starting to lose my mind. All we can do is keep moving forward. I will say, uh, I dabbled in NHL player props last night. I tweeted out an article with my three player props for NHL. All three of those hit. Uh, So I'm going to play some more player props moving forward. It's kind of just a little bit hard to do it in the morning. Not all books have player props out for the NHL. Uh, Goalie assignments haven't been announced yet, so it's kind of hard to play any goalie props. So I'll keep tweeting those out if you want my NHL player props moving forward. Uh, I am still profitable for the NHL season. Up around uh, just under 10 units. Uh, So that's okay. So we're still doing all right. I got two NHL plays for tonight. uh, Two college basketball plays, which is actually what we're going to start with. We're going to start with my two college basketball plays for tonight. Now I will say about college basketball, a little tidbit for those of you who listen and watch this show. I took a look at my record in college basketball yesterday for the season, and it is so bad that it's good. And what I mean by that is my college basketball record, and I'm not going to say because it's quite frankly embarrassing, but my picks are all tracked on BetStamp. If you want to see it go on my BetStamp profile at IanMacBets and look it up yourself, it's embarrassing. I can't say it out loud. But it's so bad that I think I've actually found a way to be profitable in college basketball and it's actually to just fade myself now the issue is it's hard to fade yourself because if you know you're going to fade yourself then you're going to let that bias seep into your handicapping process so I'm still going to make my picks but you the listeners should fade my college basketball picks and you're going to win money so whatever I tell you to do in college basketball today do the opposite now a couple years ago I was one of the best college basketball handicappers on the planet I'm now I was crushing it Last two seasons now, I'm handicapping games the same way. I don't know what's happened. I've sucked. So next year, I'll try to fade myself maybe. Maybe I'll just do the same process and just try to take the opposite picks and try not to let the fade myself bias take over. Uh, But for now, I'm just going to keep following the same thing, and I'm going to keep making the same picks the same ways. I'll tell you guys right now, if you're listening, fade these picks. If you, have been, if you have faded my college basketball picks all season, you'd be up a lot of money. Let's just say that. So without further ado, let's get into my college basketball uh, picks for tonight. Two plays in the SEC. Uh, I'm going to start getting into some mid-majors here once the uh, tournaments start rolling. I know a couple of them have started. Uh, but let's stick uh, with some power conferences here. Uh, specifically the SEC tonight. going to start with... Kentucky and Vanderbilt, Uh, I'm going to lay the points with Kentucky. I got a minus nine and a half here. They've been hot lately, so I'm going to ride them. Plus 17.3 average scoring margin over their last three games. They have a 56.4% effective field goal percentage during that stretch. Uh, Vanderbilt for the season, 249th in effective field goal percentage. Uh, Big difference here that I think uh, will help Kentucky uh, cover the spread. Huge offensive rebounding team. One of the best in the country. Actually, fourth best in the country. Now they take on a Vanderbilt team that is 200th in defensive rebounding rate. Vanderbilt is also a three-point shooting team, and Kentucky has a very good perimeter defense. So I will lay the points uh, with Kentucky. I realize I didn't bring up my graphic, but here it is. Uh, Kentucky minus 9.5 against Vanderbilt. You can always tell if I'm recording this podcast in the morning as opposed to the night before based on how messy my hair is. I tried to put my headphones over the messy part. There we go. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Not only did I have the bad luck in the NHL, San Diego State was up six with four and a half minutes left against Boise State. I had San Diego State plus two and a half. Boise State went on to score, what, 16 straight points, and then they won the game by six. No, so what, 12 straight points? Finished this game on a 12-0 run, one by 6 Unbelievable. I can't escape it. It's a new month. It's a new month, Ian. Let's move on. Um, But I did take Kentucky minus 9.5. I would play it up to minus 11. So as I said earlier, go ahead and take Vanderbilt. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Good luck. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, another SEC matchup tonight. I'm looking at the total here. Too many points, as they say. Give me... Auburn, Alabama, under 151. I don't understand why this total is so high. Alabama's average combined score per game this season is 149.2. Auburn's average combined score per game this season, 138. Uh, Alabama's is under the total. Auburn is way under the total. Uh, These are two of the best defensive teams in the country. Alabama's eighth in defensive efficiency. Uh, uh, Auburn is 33rd in defensive efficiency. Alabama's a three-point shooting team. Auburn's fifth an opponent three-point field goal percentage. Uh, Auburn is mostly a two-point shooting team, and Alabama is the best interior defense in the country, first and opponent two-point field goal percentage. So I don't know why this total so, is so high. Now, I, know, I do know that both of these teams played at a fast pace, especially Alabama, who plays at pretty much the second-fastest pace in the country behind, I think, Tulane, I think, maybe um so fast pace obviously would go towards this being a high scoring game but these two teams are two extremely t- two good defensive teams One fifty ones is an extremely high total uh i will take the under between auburn and alabama which as i said earlier take the over Uh moving on to the nhl a sport i would not recommend fading me in now i know my sides and totals haven't been so good lately but still profitable for the year um So I wouldn't quite recommend fading me just quite yet. i got two underdog plays for tonight. Underdogs have not been barking for me lately. Uh, One game that I did not have bad luck in that I deserved to lose last night was the Black Ox against the Coyotes. But i got two more uh, underdogs tonight. Let's see if I can cash one of them here. Uh, Devils against the Avalanche. The Bruins are a team I refuse to stop fading, and the Avalanche are a team I refuse to stop fading. Not as good as people think they are. You look at Corsi percentage over their last 10 games. Devils are ninth avalanche are 24th expected goals percentage over the last 10 games devils are sixth avalanche are 17th uh, devils are starting to figure things out defensively there was a stretch there in the middle of the season where they're awful in their own end they have seemed to figure that out at least a little bit at least over the past couple weeks uh, eighth in expected goals against over the last 10 games and devils are also arguably uh, the best road team in the nhl so even though they're on the road here don't let that sway you away from betting on them uh, average goal differential per 60 minutes on the road this season of plus 1.27. That is second best in the NHL. Expected goal diff differential per 60 minutes on the road this season of plus 0.58. That is the best mark in the NHL. Uh, also, if I can bring up their record here, I believe their record is much better on the road as well. If you want a pretty straightforward stat, yeah, 21-4 and 3 on the road this season are the Devils. 18-11 and 2 at home. Uh, So there you have it. I like the Devils. Small underdogs, plus 115. I'd play them to plus 105 against the Avalanche. Got a pretty big underdog here. This is a a bit of a bold move here, but I'll take the Anaheim Ducks for my final pick of the day, plus 162 against the Washington Capitals. Now, I think the Ducks are the worst team in the NHL, but the Capitals have been terrible lately. Terrible. Lately, Over their last 10 games, they have a goal differential of minus 1.2. And if you think that's bad, they have an expected goal differential over their last 10 games, a minus 1.98. Not even the Ducks are that bad when it comes to expected goals over the past few weeks. They have a team shooting percentage of 8.72, a team save percentage of 87.54. That's 23rd and 27th in the NHL over that stretch. Ducks are actually shooting well lately. 12th in shooting percentage over their last 10 games, and they have a better save percentage as well. So no doubt the Ducks are bad. No no, no doubt the Capitals, even though they've been struggling lately, should be the favorites. But I think this is a good opportunity to take a shot at a pretty sizable home underdog here against a team that has been struggling over the past few weeks. So uh, I'll take a shot here. It's going to be an ugly bet, but I'll take Ducks plus 162 against the Washington Capitals. Uh, there you have it. I will say, even though, uh, I lost some heartbreakers yesterday, did have some winners. None of those picks were given out on the show though, because yesterday's show, if you hadn't watched it, uh, is all about golf and, uh, some mid-major conference tournament winners. Uh, so you can still check those out. Those picks are still relevant. Golf tees off tomorrow, both the Arnold Palmer Invitational and the Puerto Rico Open. And the uh, college conference basketball tournaments. I think a couple of them started yesterday that I gave out winners for. The other two, I think, start today or tomorrow. So you can still get those futures locked in as well. But there you have it. Thank you so much for watching. Please, uh, if you're watching this, actually, if you're not watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this podcast, do me a favor go over to YouTube, type in Bacon Bets Podcast, click the subscribe button. Let's get to 100 within the first two weeks of the show. If you are watching this on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, then just subscribe. Come on. Don't be that guy. Like the video. Leave a comment. If you're listening to it, rate and review the podcast. I appreciate all that stuff. Thank you all so much for watching. Best of luck today. Gambler blesses the new month. Last month's bad luck is getting wiped clean. May Gambler the gambling god bless all of our bets. Not just today. Not just this week. But this month. Thank you all so much. Good luck. I will talk to you tomorrow. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5hourenergy.com.